welcome to the Better Spearfishing Podcast, where we talk all things spearfishing. If you want to improve your spearfishing and hear some wild stories, you've come to the right place. Hi, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Better Spearfishing Podcast. Thank you so much for coming and joining me for this. So I wanted to do something just a little bit silly and a little bit fun today, uh, just because why not? Bit of a change. And so today the topic is going to be the sort of people you don't want to be. So the sort of divers you don't want to be. And I've I've got a bunch here that um, I've just come up with silly little um, uh, titles for, and I'll just run through each of them and what they do. And uh, I'm sure you'll all recognize a few people like this. And um, yeah, well, we can all just uh, have a bit of a laugh at their expense. So the characters that I've come up with are Gary Gadget, Captain Hindsight, an eye specialist, the theoretical physicist or the mad scientist, and then the spot thief. So <laughs> you can see very silly names. But anyway, let's let's start with Gary Gadget. So Gary Gadget, I'm sure we all know a guy like this. This is the guy that no matter you know what what gear he's got, he buys something standard and then he has to change just about everything about it. Um you know, he buys the spear, which is a normal spear, but then he has to take the flopper off and change it for a different brand of flopper because it supposedly has less drag. Or he's got to put it on the other side of the spear. Or he's got to, you know, add, I, I don't know, something. He's got to change something on the spear. Or he buys a standard carbon uh, spear gun and then he's got to, you know, change the handle. He's got to modify this. It's the guy that's never finished tinkering with his gear. And it's the reason I add this this here. Now, look, firstly, I will say you do have to do a bit of tinkering with your gear to, to find what works for you and your style of diving and the areas you dive in. And, and that's normal. But the general idea is once you've found something that's working well, don't change it. Just stick to it. Um. Anyway, the reason I I put this in here is a bit of a, you know, as, as something that will actually hold you back in your diving is because you become very familiar with your setup. It's a little bit like driving a car. And if you've, if you've ever um, got into a new car or somebody else's car, the first few times you try and drive it, you know, you'll notice it, say it's a manual and, and you're releasing the clutch and it's a little bit jolty or you touch the brakes and they've got very sharp brakes so to start with you're a little bit jolty every time you get into a new vehicle um, and then your own vehicle that you drive every day and nothing changes it's just the same you drive it perfectly and it's the same with your diving gear you should become familiar with it so that you don't have to think about what you're doing it should it's almost you know when you're driving your car now, you don't have to think, oh, okay, which side are my indicators on? Oh, I need to, I now want to change lanes. I must indicate what is the, you know, you don't have to think consciously through each step. It's just automatic. 
And that's how it should be with your diving gear. And this is why I also really recommend standardizing your gear. So if you use one gland of gun or, or one handle, use that for everything. Put that the same system on all your guns, you know, all different lengths or configurations. For Just standardize as much as possible so you, you're never confused. Anyway, so the Galley Gadgets, a funny story on this. Um, I remember years ago going or hearing about someone going diving and you know the the person taking them was a very experienced diver and, and he had had a galley gadget on the boat and they got to the spot to dive and he got in the water ready to go and the galley gadget stood on the boat and pulled out two different colored snorkels one I think it's the Omo green camo and one the Omo brown camo and said which color snorkel should I use which is better for the spot and uh, that's a galley gadget that's that's just completely overdoing your reliance on on equipment that really it's it's going to make such a minor difference um, that for all practical purposes you're never going to even notice. Um, okay, so the other the other name for the galley gadget, which I think we all know someone like this, it's all the gear and no idea. So the galley gadget is also the person that thinks that they can. They will die, be a better diver and more successful by buying more equipment or better equipment or by spending a lot of money. And I mean, it just doesn't work like that. I have dived with many divers that were unbelievable divers, incredible spear fishermen, and they used the most basic equipment. Uh, some of them that you know they had they were sort of you know between work for a while and so it was really old not particularly good equipment but they knew how to use it and they were consistent and they just they did so well uh, so it just it completely dispels that idea that the more money you spend on this the gear that you know that's gonna basically mean you have better diving and um so the, the galley gadget is, it's really someone that they're more in love with the actual toys and the gear and the, you know, tinkling with all the stuff than they are with just getting in the water and diving. So they're really a gear collector more than a spear fisherman. So anyway, so that's that's the galley gadget. So now I, uh, okay, we'll talk about the eye specialist. So the eye specialist is someone that whatever you say, they say, I this, and yeah, I do that, and this I'm good at this, and I'm the one for that. They're basically an annoying person, whether they're diving or not. But whatever you say, you know, I would like to try this, they'll just tell you their opinion, and I this, and you know, this is how I do it, this is, and completely dogmatic, and saying, I know what's right, I'm always right, you should do what I do. Um, and you... It's funny, I, I've noticed this a lot online um, when someone asks for, you know, a recommendation for fins and, and people just go off on what they know, um, you know, you know, without sort of being open-minded that maybe there's other things that they don't know or that they haven't tried. Uh, because each of us have only got fairly limited um, experience. We don't have experience for every situation and scenario. So 
I don't know. I, I, I just personally, I think it's it's good to just be a little bit humble on this and accept that none of us actually know everything. But um, anyway, the the eye specialist. I just added this in here because mostly for the the online um, community, you always find some people that are just saying I this and I that, and they sort of um, what's the word? They're very closed off to hearing about any alternatives or that there might be another way of doing something. Uh, that that might be better. Um, so they they're quite dogmat. They no, what's the word? They're quite um, uh, fixed in their thinking. So anyway, that's the eye specialist. Okay, then we come to uh, Captain Hindsight. So if you've ever um, if you ever watch South Park, Captain Hindsight was one of the heroes, sort of a, a you know a silly hero in their way. Um, after the disaster, Captain Hindsight would show up and tell everyone what they should have done to avoid the disaster. So it's completely unhelpful. It's um, <laughs> It doesn't actually solve any problem. It just tells you what you should have done to have avoided the problem. And you sort of know that by that point anyway. So Captain Hindsight is the guy that, um, you know, on the boat, you say, I saw a fish and they'll say, oh, what you should have done to get it. You know, and they, they know all the answers, you know, after the fact, you know, and you say, oh, I saw this and I didn't know how to get it. Oh, what you should have done. You, you know, now it can be helpful if um, if you actually want someone to help you. Uh, but I, I've certainly met people that continually told me what I should have done, um, you know, in every possible scenario. And it just, it gets a little bit tiring. So don't be that chap. Okay. The next one is... This is a little bit like Gary Gadget. Now, this is the theoretical physicist. So, this is the person that, okay, they've decided that they want to get a spear gun for whatever, for something. And then they'll start researching and they'll say, oh, okay, so should I use 14 millimeter rubber or 16 millimeter rubber? And they'll research all of that. Then they'll say, actually, what I think I should use is 14.5 millimeter rubber, but it should be micro ball. And so then they'll research that. And then they'll say, okay, well, which brands? And then they'll come up with charts and they'll look at diagrams to say, okay, well, which is going to give me the best rubber conversion? And okay, I'm using a roller. So now I need to work out exactly how much... um, uh, rubber is is required, and then they're going to say, okay, what will make it even more efficient? Okay, if I if I taper the rubber at the ends, okay, now do I need to smooth the rubber? You, you, you know, and th- this just carries on and on and on, and there's they're literally in love with the the mathematical process around optimization. You know, they get to okay, what shooting line should I use? Okay, should I use 1.5 millimeter dynema or should I use 1.8 millimeter dynema? Okay, should it, you know, should it be a flat weave or an open weave dynema? You know, and they just, you know, it's never ending because there's so many variations out there in the world that, um, you know, you could literally go mad just just uh, looking at all these permutations and they sort of do. They, um, yeah, they can spend so much time in theory, and you know, you you start chatting, and oh, how was your dive? Oh, good, this, but this is the, the gear, and this happened, and this, and I need to change this, and I want to upgrade that, and you just think, oh God, just tell me how the dive was. You know, did you see fish? Was it fishy? Was it? Did something interesting happen? Um, so, 
For your own sanity, look, if, if this is your personality type and you just love tinkering with gear, again, it's a little bit of a galley gadget. But I guess, I don't know, if it really is your personality type, just embrace it. Maybe, um, I don't know, start building spear guns for people. Um, but it's, it is quite exhausting if you're not into it. And um, personally, I, I well, I'll tell you what I do after this, but I don't like talking about technical aspects of gear. I like talking about diving and, and um, you know, fitness and health and finding fish and hunting and, and technique. Uh, very, probably about 30%, I'd say, on gear. And um, of that, probably the least amount on, on spear guns. Um, so... Anyway, okay, so the the last um, sort of villain that you don't want to become is the spot thief. And I think we all know who this sort of person is. This is the person that um, either you've taken them out diving and then next time you go out, you see them there on another boat, exactly on your spot with 10 people diving your spot, all his mates. And you think, hang on, <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought I, I thought I shared my spot in confidence with you. Um so it's either the person that you take out or it can even be that person that, um, you know, you go to a, a dive club meeting and, you know, you put up a picture or you mention that you caught a fish and they'll be like, oh, yeah, where, where'd you get that? You know, and you'll say, oh, oh yeah, you know, it was up near, you know, the, the town name. Oh, OK. So w were you diving this side or that side of the town? Oh, you're diving north. OK, was it near that tree or, or for and you just think, oh, bloody hell, you're literally just. You're not even enjoying the story. You're just trying to extract information out of me so you can work out where I was. So you're not actually interested in having a chat. You're just basically trying to steal a spot. Um, so don't be this guy, for goodness sake. And, you know, if you, if you um, get invited out on people's boats and they show you a spot, it's, you know, it's kind of their spot. Um, if they, you know, don't be the person who then you know, has a, a GPS um, dive watch and then takes the spot when, when you know, you get put onto a good, good spot by someone or, um, you know, people take, take their phones on the boat and then mark other people's spots. And it's just, it's just not the dumb thing. So um, anyway, look, hopefully no one listening does that. But, um, you know, if you do know people doing it, please just have a gentle, you know, polite word with them and just discourage them and say look it's you know it's not done and it's actually not going to help them because they're going to make enemies and the truth about spots is that um, the minute they get too much pressure the fish move they either get caught or they move and so if you're stealing spots you're actually not you're not actually doing yourself any service you might get one fish off there you know, you've made an enemy in the process out of someone who could have been a friend. And, um, you know, now there's more pressure on that spot and the fish are going to move. And you haven't learned how to find spots because you just stole a spot. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. You would be better off learning how to find your own spots. So, um, okay, so those are a couple of the um, the the sort of diving anti-heroes. And I would say now who I think the ultimate diving, the actual hero is. And it's, um, it's anyone who does what they call the KISS principle. So K-I-S-S. -S. And KISS, it's a, it's a widely used um, acronym. It's used in business. It's used uh, for many things. 
And what it stands for is keep it simple, stupid. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit silly, or you can just shorten it to KISS, K-I-S. So just keep it simple. But what it's saying is, well, exactly what it says. Keep things simple. Keep your gear as simple as possible. It should be as simple as you can possibly keep it, you know, with still getting, you know, a reasonable performance out. But there's a good reason why you want things simple. Because if they break, simple things tend to break less than more complicated things. So if you've got the latest whiz-bang, double inverted roller spear gun, just think how many moving parts and pulleys and lines and wishbones. There's so many things on that. You know, and there's so much pressure and forces and, you know, all kinds of things on there. Whereas if you've just got a standard pipe gun with one band and a Dyneema shooting line, there's not that much that can go wrong. You have to just check your rubbers. There's one wishbone. You check both sides of that. Are the rubbers okay? You know, is the shooting line okay? Is the spear sharp? You're good to go. Um, and if something breaks, well, you just change one rubber or, you know, it's generally quite easy to maintain. So anyway, that that's just, you know, on the spear gun side. But, you know, it goes all the way through. You know, your... Um, Oh, you, I mean, everything, your float setup, your, the float lines, everything, the more complicated it gets, the more things there are to break, to go long. Um, and I, I know certainly on, on my boat, whenever someone's got on and they've got the latest whiz-bang piece of equipment, I always sort of, I don't know, I always sort of think, oh, because I know what's going to happen, because it's happened so many times, which is, they start diving and then something breaks with their gear. And they only brought one because it's the latest whiz-bang whatever and they could only, you know, it's expensive. But it, now it does, it's not functional. So then they say to me, oh, can I use your spear gun or something? And I don't like lending out my spear guns because I've optimized them for my style of diving. And I know how to use a long spear gun and choke it in a, in a confined space so that I don't blunten it or da damage equipment. And I lend it to someone who doesn't know how to do that, you know, and they just, you know, they just go and shoot into a rock and then they blunten my spear. And now, now it's messed it up for me, something that I would not have done because I've taken the time to learn and develop systems on how to get the most out of simple equipment. Um, you know, but someone else who's just relied on buying something expensive, they, they haven't learned these things. So they'll sort of damp, you know, destroy my gear because they came with something really fancy that then stopped working. So anyway, this is why I say my absolute hero is the guy that locks up. He's got a simple spear or better still two, you know, of the same brand of spear gun, um, you know, different lengths. Very simple. You can see they, they well used, so he knows what he's doing. He's got a decent set of fins, a wetsuit, you know, mask. It's all packed up in a little bag with his water bottle. Nothing's forgotten. He's organized and simple. And you just think, oh, great. This guy's going to be awesome to dive with. And I'm going to have a good time and learn something from him. So anyway, that's um, it's a bit of a rant and a bit of a just a silly um, different topic. But hope you guys enjoyed. Um, yeah, again, please um, shoot through any requests for topics or, or if you'd like to come on the podcast or you know someone who should come on the podcast, please email it through to me. It's 
nclocamp at gmail.com. So N-C-R-O-U-K-A-M-P at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that'll be great. And I will talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye.